Welcome to the Phoenix Club. Wait, no, no, sorry, that's not it. Welcome to episode 5 of the 2023-24 to 24 season of Barmy Article 15 Minutes of Fanzine. We've had two matches since the last episode, a frustrating draw against Arsenal and an exciting draw against PSG. Dan's going to talk about the Arsenal match in a bit, but first I'd like to comment on the protest after the Arsenal match. Now, I am absolutely all for protest against the Glazer ownership. I think it was a fantastic visual protest. The banners during the game and then up in the stands at the end of the game and the song, the singing that went with it as was sampled at the beginning of, uh, of this episode. And it's important to keep that consistency around the protest, not just at the men's games, but at the women's games as well. The investment in the women's team has been fantastic this summer. Uh, the players we've bought have been you know, top-class, ambitious signings. We've got the new facility at Carrington that's dedicated to the women. No issues with that. But as an overall club, as one club and one fan base, it is important to keep consistency in the protest against the Glazers. It's not just about that investment in the women's team. It's about the whole picture, which has been dire for the duration of the Glazers' ownership. Uh, that said, there are some things coming out from the 1958 group who supported the protest, which is appreciated, but the manner in which some of that support comes is questionable. They've called for all fan reps on all representation boards within the fan base engagement lines with the club to stand down. And they appear to be threatening to publicly shame those that refuse. And they're doing this in the name of uniting the fan base. Now, to me, without engaging those groups and getting the buy-in for that approach, which is a valid approach, but it's not the only approach possible, it's only a valid approach if everybody buys into it and agrees to go with the same method. And that isn't happening. It's tantamount to bullying to threaten to publicly shame those that don't conform to that one independent group's way of protesting. So I'm all for protest, especially when we're doing well, because it's important to not just be a thing that we say, oh, we've lost, oh, these things are going wrong. Something needs to be done. Regardless of performance on the pitch, something needs to be done. We want the Glazers out. Majority of fans, I believe, want the Glazers out. What comes next is another matter, but that's a matter for after the fact, when we get the we continue to hold the club to account as was done with the great work by Adam Crafton and the Athletic with the Mason Greenwood thing. It needs to be consistent and continuous holding the club to account regardless of who's in charge and at the minute it's the Glazers and that is the key focus at the moment. But it's not good enough to call for the fan base to be united in an extremely divisive way. And that was very frustrating to, to get wind of from Twitter and from the behavior. So we want the protests, we want the positive protests and the united protests, and those that don't infringe on other fans because other fans aren't the people that we want to be put out by a protest. We want people to become aware, but not to be inconvenienced and put out. So it was, a positive visual experience to see that and to, to hear the, 
the support behind those protests. But consider other fans as well. That's that's a very important part of standing up against the club because the club in a recent Substack post I asked what is Man United there are so many layers to what a football club is in this instance the protests are against the ownership and the owners don't care about a whole lot of things so the focus needs to be on impacting the things that the owners do care about and that's not annoying other fans and bullying other fans now that's out of the way, uh, I'm going to bring Dan in to talk about the Arsenal match. This is Dan's second appearance of what, which will be a regular contribution. Dan has his own podcast, which is called "Be the Best Version of Yourself," and that is well worth a listen as well. But right now, here's Dan's view on the Arsenal match. Hi everyone, this is Dan. Um, my assessment of Friday night's game was that I thought defensively Turner, Letitia and George were solid. I thought Turner was colossal, definitely my player of the match. I think a draw was probably a fair result, even though it probably felt like a defeat with that worldie right at the end. Felt like a right sucker punch. thought the negatives, Blundell at right back looked out of a depth, didn't play particularly well. The midfield battle, which I touched on in the preview... I thought <clears throat> all three midfielders uh, really didn't play very well at all. I, I do think we need to freshen it up for the next game. Lad, Zellerman, Toon were all ineffective, really. And I, I think, you know, 1 1 at half time, we we're probably lucky to go in 1 1 at half time. I thought they, they bossed, especially the first part of the first half. Second half, I thought we played a lot better. I thought we looked. A lot better once Mallard and Miyazawa come on. I thought they both gave were like a breath of fresh air. I thought because Garcia was uh, tracking back so much to help Blundell, we didn't really get the best of her going forward. Um, so it was probably the right substitution. Like say, Toon largely ineffective. So that sub, them substitutions were probably the right subs to make. Uh, it was yeah, like I say, it was it was a decent performance. But I, I do think that there's a, a lot to build on still. Um, I think George at left back two two solid games in a row she's had. For me, Millie Turner was our best player. Mary Earps in the second half made some great saves, but I thought first half a kicking wasn't ideal, and we'll, it was putting us under pressure. I think for the next game against PSG, I think we definitely need to drop Lad or Zellum, but I don't think he'll drop Zellum. I think it'll be Lad, and bring in either Irene Nelson, somebody just some fresh legs, fresh ideas to win that midfield battle because when you're losing the midfield battle like we did on Friday night, you end up struggling. And like I say, I know everyone will feel like it was a defeat because of the late goal, but I do think the draw was probably a fair result. For me, it just needs to be, get like I say, get a foothold of the ball, get a foothold of the game proper, just control the tempo and control how the other team comes at us because I thought, we made it very easy for Arsenal in the first half. And like I say, we, we played better in the second half once the subs were made. Galton on the left-hand side deserved the goal. Fair enough, it was a bit of luck because the keeper had a bit of a nightmare. But, you know, she, her work ethic was unbelievable. She was chasing up and down. She was tracking back. She was chasing lost causes. 
winning corners, you know, from like lost causes and just generally all round. She probably would have been my player of the match if Millie Turner hadn't been so colossal at the back. I thought everything she touched was good. The passing, the heading, she even had a chance of a corner to score, just went over. I thought everything she touched turned to gold. I thought she was our best player. Jace had her moments, but there was also moments where I thought she could have held held the ball up better and she was giving it away cheaply. Just things like that to work on, really. But again, the perspective's key here. Arsenal are going to be up the top at the end of the season. They're still a good side, even though they've had a slow start to the season. I think the perspective here is that they went away absolutely over the moon. That They nicked a point from us in the last minute at LSV. You know, you think it's just, that's the perspective of where we are now. You know, years ago, people were coming thinking, oh, we'll get three points there. Now it's, if we can nick a point, we're over the moon. That's the big teams thinking that, you know. You think that's, that's a testament to how far we've come. And I think it was good to have that hard game so early on to gauge where we're at. But... Genuinely a lot to build on. There were some negatives, like the midfield battle, but generally a lot of positives still. I'm quite a positive person anyways. And to finish on a positive, I just want to say a big well done to everybody for the record attendance at LSV. 8,312, I think it was. Absolutely amazing effort from everybody. I can't wait to get down there for my first game at some point this season. It'll be absolutely amazing. Well done, the girls. Four points from six, not too shabby. Keep up the good work. Thanks again, Andy and his team, for having me on. I'll speak to you all soon. And now it's Mark's turn to chat about that first European tie under the floodlights at LSV. Tuesday night's first leg of the Champions League qualifier against PSG. Champions League game under the LSV lights was always going to be an intense experience and so it proved. With Paris Saint-Germain, the opposition, the Reds were playing against a team with significant European experience. It was always going to demand a big performance from the Reds and it was one that took a while to arrive via a second half equaliser that sends the teams to Paris next week with all still to play for. Mark Skinner made two changes to the starting eleven, and it's fair to say that neither worked well. Presumably the idea of playing Jade Riviera in advanced position on the right was to provide the potential to double up against our opponent's dangerous left side. If so, it didn't work. Nor did the introduction of Lisa Narsland in midfield. Understandably, she looked short of match practice, and though she began to feature more as the game went on, in retrospect, it may have been the wrong game to introduce her to the United starting lineup. In truth, PSG could have been out of sight during the first 30 minutes where United struggled to get any sort of foothold on the game. Murray Earps was called into action more than once as the formidable PSG front line frequently carved open the home defence and it seemed only a matter of time before the away side took the lead. That United went into half-time still level owed much to a defensive display that improved in confidence and organisation as the half went on. Gabby George at left back had her best game so far and the defence as a whole began to adapt to the PSG attacking threat before it was too late. The introduction of Jays at half-time changed the game as the Brazilian immediately began to offer a threat that just wasn't there in the first half. 
It wasn't enough to prevent the visitors from taking the lead, though. Predictably, it was the excellent Tabitha Chowinga who opened the scoring with a clinical drive Earths could, this time, do nothing about. United had already shown enough to suggest they could get back into the game, though, and the introduction of Melvin Mallard and Hinita Miyazawa brought an extra zest that looked likely to lead to an equaliser, and it did, Mallard getting ahead to Millie Turner's header across goal to secure a vital equaliser. United might even have won the game, with Galton firing wide from a Jays pass and Toon's shot from the edge of the box sailing narrowly over the bar. United certainly showed enough in the second half to suggest PSG won't have it all their own way in Paris. It's going to be a huge challenge, though, against talented opponents who, particularly in the first half, played the kind of fluent football that's a joy to watch when you're not on the receiving end of it. And now we look forward to a challenge on Sunday against the league leaders, Leicester. Unlikely leaders, but leaders nonetheless. Uh, may not have had the most challenging of starts, but they have won their games, they're top of the league, and that adds a little bit of uh, spice, if you like, to a game against our old assistant, Willie Kirk, who has done some good work at Leicester, keeping them up last season and making a good start to this season. But beyond that, we've also got Wednesday's Champions League qualifier second leg. Now, from a personal perspective, I'm really looking forward to the trip going Tuesday to Thursday with my dad, who doesn't watch the women's team. But back in the day, we went to Barcelona together in 99, Moscow in 08 and Rome in 09. So it's very exciting to have a throwback jolly, me and my dad, out in Paris watching a United team all the same. Uh, and that comes to a point that I think is important where... I think it's vital to be able to separate enjoying following your team with holding your team accountable. Now, United gave us a good showing in the, in the second half of the first leg. The first half was you know, under the cosh. We were troubled greatly by the pace of their attack. Probably through some incorrect decisions in my mind in the starting lineup. But those things were fixed in the second half and we looked a very exciting prospect. With the front five that finished that game looked a challenge for anybody that we could come up against. So I think we've got a real chance in the second leg. I think it's just a game to go out and win. It's a big arena which we should be up for as much as them. It's an exciting game to be at. The first away European trip for United women. Except all the previous... uh, pre-season stuff but competitively it's it's a first and it's a big first and it's a challenging first but a challenge that that second half proves that we are capable of so I plan on going and supporting the team demanding the best from the team but also enjoying the occasion you know we, we always say football isn't just a day out but it is also a day out as well as that team camaraderie as well as supporting the team as well as it being about the football, it's about the social side of it as well. And I can't wait to get out there with my dad, meet up with the usual crowd that I see at LSV, enjoy the the excitement of the away trip, and just have a great time with great people, some great laughs, hopefully some great beer, hopefully not at great expense, and hopefully we'll uh, see a great game to go with it.
see you next week